What is up, everybody? This is your Mavs Outsider podcast for today, uh, Thursday, January 28th. Um, doing a post 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 a podcast post game of the Mavs game against the Utah Jazz on Wednesday night, which was a loss, a big loss. Now I think the score was only 12, it was 116-104, but the game was never, ever that close. They the they were up 20 the entire time, and Dallas, every time they would get on a run to cut it to like 15, Utah would go on another run, and it, it, it just, it was not a good game. It was a very bad game, and the, <laughs> Dwight Powell, had the best plus minus. I'm looking at the box score here, just looking at things that stick out, and it's funny seeing Dwight Powell at a plus 10. My guess is that somebody came in and hit a bunch of threes while he was in the game, and then I guess Hardaway maybe at some point was it that that was when he hit some of his three-pointers because Hardaway was four of six on threes, and he scored 19, which was pretty good. Um, I, you know... Overall, this was just a terrible basketball game for the Mavs. Um, I, you know, this is, I guess this is like three in a row now they've lost. You know, they lost to Houston and then they lost to uh, Denver. And they play Utah again on Friday. So if they don't figure something out, some. You know, it was good to see Dorian Finney-Smith out there. You could tell he just didn't have his legs. Um, the first few shots he took were just short. Um, Josh Richardson, he obviously, they, I mean, they both played. Richardson played 23 minutes. Dorian Finney-Smith played 24. You could tell they were winded. They were gasped. You, When you're winded and gasped, you tend to... Uh, take breaks on offense because guys like that or defense, I guess, if you're, you know, depending on what kind of player you are, but, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith and Richardson being defensive players, you know, I, I think they took some breaks on offense and Dallas just could not score at some points, but in the first half, the second half was a lot better. You know, the second half was a different game, even though they lost by 12, the first half is what really did it. I mean, they really played poorly, and they could never catch up. And, you know, Luca had 30. Um, he was two for seven on his threes. He's still not shooting a great percentage from threes. He only had two free throws, and he made them both. You know, he only had four rebounds and six assists. The rebounding was the big thing, the big talking point. Because the Mavs just got obliterated on rebounds. Now, one of those reasons they did is because most rebounds for every team, obviously, the most rebounds you're going to have are defensive rebounds. You know, you will get some offensive rebounds, but the majority of your rebounds on your team are going to be defensive rebounds. And Dallas just missed so many shots that those rebounds were there for Utah. 
And, you know, they also had, Utah had 11 offensive rebounds. But um, Dallas just did not know what to do with Rudy Gobert. Porzingis did not have really a great game. He, he was two for seven on threes as well with only five rebounds. And that's just not going to get it done. Now, one of the things that Carlisle did that just bugs the heck out of me is he continues to put Dorian Finney-Smith at the four. Dorian Finney-Smith is not a four, and he cannot play the four. It is a struggle for him, and he just can't do it. And I thought we decided that he couldn't do that, and that wasn't the right thing to do when they took him out of the four and put him in the three and started Maxie and Willie Colley-Stein. But apparently, I guess, the thought was the reason they were so bad was Powell. It wasn't Dorian Finney-Smith at the four. It was Powell being so bad. And while that was a huge factor, because Powell's not a big, big, right? He he's, plays center, but he's not big. You know, Luke is almost as big as he is. But they were so small that they just got out-rebounded. And I didn't think that would change when Porzingis came back. I didn't think just because you take out Powell and put in Porzingis, all of a sudden you're going to start out-rebounding people. No, I didn't think that. I've always felt that Dorian Finney-Smith is a three. He's got to play the three. And you're just too small. You are. And... You're not going to out-rebound anybody. If anything, Powell should have started at the four. And if since Maxie's out now, there is news about Maxie. He's not in quarantine anymore or isolation. He can actually join the team and practice and stuff. And they're saying maybe Saturday if he's lucky, which will be a big boost because he really needs to start at that four position. Now... My guess is we're just going to go roll out the same lineup on Wednesday or Friday and take another loss until Maxi comes back because this team isn't good enough to or the big enough to play with that Jazz lineup. And if it were up to me with Maxi out, I would start James Johnson. And one of the problems the Mavs have is scoring off the bench. Well, if you put Tim Hardaway back to the bench, you've got a guy who can score off the bench along with, you know, Jalen Brunson. And, I, you know, I don't know what happened to Willie Cauley-Stein. Um, he only played three minutes. He made one, took one shot and made it. He got one offensive rebound, no defensive rebounds. And my guess is because he wasn't, he didn't get a defensive rebound, they pulled him and they didn't bring him back. I don't know the reason for him not playing. Um, seeing Powell out there trying to guard Rudy Gobert was comical. Powell had no chance against Rudy Gobert at all. Rudy Gobert had several dunks when Powell was trying to guard him. And I thought to myself, why is this even a thing? Like, why is this a lineup? But that's... I, I just Sometimes I just don't understand it. I'm not one of those overreactors of, you know, we need to fire the coach type deal. But sometimes 
Carlisle does things that just boggle my mind, you know? And it's like, before he changes something, he wants to see, um, he wants to see it not work for a longer period of time. And so my guess is, is before they change the lineup that they started out with yesterday, we've got to see them lose several more times. And I just don't like that idea. Um, I just, I feel like you, you saw how bad it was to start the game. You were too small, and they dominated you, and you could never come back from it. You just, you couldn't. You were too, you got too far behind and you could never come back. And so, don't put yourself in that position again. So, don't have that same lineup out there again. And I just have a feeling when we, when Friday comes, you're going to see the same starting lineup of Luca, Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Hardaway Jr., and Porzingis. And we're just going to get out-rebounded before a change is made. But, you know, because I, I, I think I, I think starting James Johnson, James Johnson actually didn't have a bad game. You know, he, he's really cutting down his turnovers. He only had one yesterday. He had four blocks. You know, James Johnson, believe it or not, played better defense on Gobert than anyone. He played really well, and he had seven rebounds. He led the team in rebounding. And I just think... James Johnson is a veteran, and he's getting more comfortable on this team. And I feel like he needs more minutes. Now, I don't know if if there's something wrong with him. Maybe they're keeping his minutes back or whatever. But obviously, when Maxie comes back, I want Maxie to start. But when Maxie's not there, I think James Johnson needs to start. And if you want to have a guy come in and play four, where James Johnson usually does... Let Powell do it, you know. I, Powell isn't a five. I'm sorry. I would rather Powell play against a four than a five. Now, some people might not think he can defend a four, which is fine. He probably can't. But guess what? He can't defend a five either. So I would rather take my chances of him defending, you know, backup fours than I would, you know, starting fives. So that's just my opinion. Obviously, I'm just a fan I, you know, probably don't know what I'm talking about when I know there's a lot of optimistic people when you listen to, you know, like Mavs broadcasts and people who work for the Mavs, they they have their own podcasts and you hear a lot of optimism and excuses and stuff. And I just think at some point, you know, at what point are the excuses ending, you know? At what point do we got to say, look, this team isn't good right now. They're not playing good. You know, maybe this isn't who they are. That could be something, you know, once, you know, maybe Finney Smith and Richardson look better this game, this next game, you know, now that they're getting, you know, their legs under them. You know, they got to turn around and play Saturday night against Phoenix, which is another tough game. And Dallas just can't beat Phoenix. It doesn't matter how bad or good Phoenix is. Dallas struggles with Phoenix. So, and you've got a back-to-back with Phoenix as well. So, I, I mean, this losing streak could hit six. And I, I don't know, Mavs fans go crazy sometimes. 
you know, everybody's trying to figure out how we can get Bradley Bill, and that's just that's just not going to happen. You know, there are other teams out there who would love to have Bradley Bill that can offer better. Now, I've said this in past podcasts, but, you know, my guy is still Aaron Gordon. I think you could start Aaron Gordon at the four, and Aaron Gordon is a decent rebounder. And I think he fits this team. Now, as far as what you could give up, obviously you have to include either Tim Hardaway's contract or James Johnson's contract if you want to get him. Um, obviously, if you're going to get a guy who's going to play the four, you probably have to, you know, you probably be okay to trade James Johnson for, you know, for that guy. But, you know, Tim Hardaway is kind of the only bench scorer we got at this point if they do decide to bring him off the bench. Um, but, you know, because Wes still cannot shoot the ball, you know, as good as he is on defense, and he is a good defender, he just can't shoot the ball. Now, another guy, another thing that Orlando would probably want is either a young player, probably a young player and a draft pick. So you would probably have to give up Josh Green to get Aaron Gordon. Now, I know some people like Josh Green. I like Josh Green, but I'm I'm one of those people who would rather have a player who I know what they are over a guy who I don't know what they're going to turn into. Now, at the end of the day, I don't think Josh Green will ever be as good as Aaron Gordon. Now, they do play two different positions. But if if I had to do a trade where I gave up Johnson, Green, and the whatever 2025 draft pick that they talk about, I guess is the next one Dallas can trade, I would do that. Now, I don't know if Orlando would do it. Now, one thing Orlando needs is young talent, which Josh Green is, and draft picks. Um, now, obviously, another guy that is pro- that could be traded would be Fournier. Now, if, if you're talking about getting Gordon and Fournier, then you could include Hardaway Jr., and something like that because you could bring Fournier off the bench because he can score and he can be a good bench scorer so that would actually work out you know bringing in Gordon and Fournier but I like I said at that point you know Orlando's just dumping contracts and they want draft picks and young talent if you have to give them a second you know I guess I don't know how far out you can go you know if they can do the 2027 draft pick but I feel like Dallas has to improve this team at some point because you don't want to be a lottery team. You do not want the 10th pick this year because that pick goes to New York. And that would just be the worst. I mean, I I can't even explain how just disappointed. Um, I wouldn't even be mad. I would just be disappointed. And you know it's funny. I, I always wait till the next day to do these um, podcasts for the you know the um, 
post-game pods because some of these games when they get losses, I just, I'm mad. I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and tell everyone on my podcast, if this game, if this gets up to a six-game losing streak, I'm just going to retire from the podcast because I'm going to quit watching the Dallas Mavericks team. It's like, but I'm obviously not going to quit watching. I'm not going to quit doing the podcast. Obviously, I was just angry at what I saw. And there's been more than one game this year where it's just made me that way. And I, I don't know if what's going to change. I don't know if having everybody back is going to change that. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, that Hardaway or Dorian Finney-Smith and Richardson have to get their legs under them. But, you know, bringing in a guy like Aaron Gordon, does that you know, what does that do to this, you know, how does that help this team? I think it helps this team tremendously. I think they're a completely different basketball team. If your starting lineup is Doncic, Richardson, Porzingis, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Aaron Gordon, I think I think that team is good enough to challenge any team in the league. I, you know, not to sound homerish, but to me that's as good as any L.A., anything L.A. has to throw out, Utah, you know, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. I think that's lineup is good enough to beat anybody. I just don't think Dallas has the. I don't think Dallas wants to do that. I think Dallas is. I made it. I tweeted earlier. I think Dallas is saving up for Bronny James's first free agent year, which is going to be about ten years from now. And it's like they just refuse to understand this cap and. It's like Mark Cuban thinks he's a cap genius, but he continually gets, you know, schooled on these other by these other teams on these just being able to bring in a player when they want. Miami had no business getting Jimmy Butler. They moved one contract and traded for Jimmy Butler. Next thing you know, they're in the finals. You know, say what you want. Maybe it's a fluke, but guess what? They did it. They made it to the finals. And they had no business bringing in a guy whose salary was what Jimmy Butler made. And so it's like anytime a team needed to create cap space, they could. But for whatever reason, Dallas just doesn't understand. Either that or they're just they they have they still live on this pipe dream that all these players want to come and play in Dallas. Well, I'm sorry, that's just not happening, you know. Nobody's signing with Dallas. The only guy they signed this offseason was a Wandu. You know, they traded for Richardson. They traded for James Johnson. Now, Collie Stein, they traded for and then re signed him. You know, Trey Burke signed with Dallas because Dallas is his last chance. You know, Dallas was the only team he had success. So, of course, he's going to re sign in Dallas. But all these free agents aren't clamoring to come to Dallas. You've got to figure out a way to get them here. And I, I think you've got to figure out a way to get Aaron Gordon here, even if that means bringing on Fournier. Now, I think Fournier's a free agent. Um, I think his contract ends um, this year. So bringing him in wouldn't be such a bad thing. You, you, his contract still comes off the books. And I think next year, because of Aaron Gordon's contract, his number actually goes down 
because he the his contract is is one of those weird ones where he makes less every year as opposed to making more. But I just you know I I would obviously having Bradley Bill here would be great, but I just for one I I. I don't know how you would fit him in. You would have to play Richardson at the three, I guess, and Bradley Bill at the two. And at that point, you've got to you can't. That puts Dorian Finney-Smith again at the four. And I, and as much as Bradley Bill will help your scoring, you're still not defending. You're too. You're still too small. But also, I think Washington could get a king's ransom for Bradley Bill, and Dallas doesn't have a king's ransom. You know, teams like um, New Orleans have young players to give. You know, teams like, even if Philly wanted to go crazy, they could give them Ben Simmons. And I don't know if that is something they want to do, but, you know, they, they even have that uh, maxi they could give them, offer them. And obviously... Maxie's a good player, but guess what? Bradley Bill's better. And if you can keep Bradley Bill long-term while keeping Simmons and Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid, you know, you give up Maxie and some draft picks. So there are other teams out there that have better things to offer than Dallas. So I just don't think Dallas has a chance for Bill. But I do think Dallas has a chance for Aaron Gordon because I don't think it'll take a... King's ransom to get Gordon. Um, I, I, he is a good player, but he's not exactly a guy who's you're going to consistently see in the All Star game. He's not a guy that's going to go, you know, could go out and score fifty on a nightly basis. That's not who he is. That's who Bradley Bill is, and so I, I think Dallas has to make some sort of movement. If if they don't make a move, then they're just putting themselves in a position where they're probably going to have to do that play-in tournament. You know, teams um, teams 9 and 10 can play their way into the playoffs, and Dallas will probably have to do that at this point if unless they put together a win streak. Dallas is going to have to be part of that play-in if they want to make the playoffs. And I do think they can win that play-in, um, against, you know, you're going to end up playing a team like Golden State who, you know, has Curry, who you do not want to face Curry in a one-game ends all because, you know, the, the lower seeds have to win two while the higher seeds only have to win one because Curry at any point can, you know, make 10 to 15 three-pointers on you and then you're just screwed. So Dallas does not want to be part of that. And they're just going to have to put some wins together. Now, I, I did read an article from The Ringer that said, you know, their schedule strength in the second half of the season is going to be ranked like 28th because right now it's like in the top five or something. And so if they can get their guys back, they can get them healthy and they can get them playing, Dallas does have a chance to run off, you know, not necessarily like win streaks, but, you know, things where they're winning, you know, 16 of 19 games where, you know, that's what you need to improve your um, spot in the standings. And just right now, you know, Dallas is sitting at 11. And 
they're, you know, two games back from the fifth spot, you know, three games back from the fourth spot, which isn't a lot. Three games isn't a lot. But with the shorter season, you know, they're almost at 20 games. There's, you know, 52 games, 54 games left now. And unless you start making a move, you're going to find yourself in trouble. And, you know, it's funny looking at these standings. Phoenix has already moved out up to the ninth place in the West. They kind of hit a slope, and Memphis somehow has moved their way up to eighth. Um, I do think they they have an underrated coach in Memphis. I, I think he's a very talented coach. Um, I can only imagine how good they'd be if uh, when Jaron Jackson comes back. But uh, you know, Portland's playing well. Denver's playing very well. They are they're already up to fourth place. They've moved their way all the way up. You know, San Antonio's sitting nice in the seventh spot, and. Dallas just they, they they have to do something. I, I don't. They have to rotations have to change. Starting lineups have to change. They have to make some sort of. They have to change something. You can't just lose three games and say, "Well, we're short guy." No, there, there's something you've got to do different. So, I know I've kind of rambled on about this, and like I said after that game yesterday, I was so frustrated. I was about to quit watching the Mass forever. Obviously, I'm not. Been watching them since the '80s, so I'm gonna continue to watch them till I'm in my '80s. But I just, like I said, I, I wish they could. I wish they would go after Gordon. Obviously, that's gonna be on my wish list for whatever when I see a shooting star or whatever. But uh, anyhow, so tomorrow is Utah, and Saturday is Phoenix, so I probably won't do another pod till Sunday, um, that way I can do a post-game pod for both, now, um, tomorrow night, depending on, I think the game starts late, so it probably will be too late to do it, so I probably will, even though I'm off on weekends, I'll probably, I'm, maybe I'll sneak one in on Saturday if I do, you know, sneak a post-game pod and then a kind of a pre-game for the Phoenix um, then maybe I'll do that maybe I'll have time to do that but uh, if not I'll definitely do one on Sunday and kind of do a post game to the for the you know the Utah Phoenix and then kind of a pre-game for the next Phoenix game because we'll get to see what changes maybe the Mavs will make or can make or should make so but anyhow until then if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the Mavs Outsider, and uh, until next time, we'll see you later.